What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of Supercross Companion. I'm guessing you've listened to the podcast with Jet. Here is a little hour yarn with uh, the older of the Lawrence Legends uh, Hunter. Uh, I had a really cool chat. This is the first time I've got a chance to talk to Hunter for this long. Uh, and yeah, he's he's just such a cool dude. Such a, such a, such a cool dude. He has such a massive future in this sport as well as his brother. Uh, and it's going to be really fun. It's especially fun as Australian to uh, to get to watch these guys do what they're doing. Uh, and yeah, it was really, really cool to, to get to talk to Hunter in this way. He's a very articulate guy. He's a very smart guy. Uh, I enjoy the way he thinks about things. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think he has a massive future in this sport. Uh, we spoke to him about his Supercross debut in, I guess, weird times, uh, as well as the incident with Faulkner, uh, where he got his fashion style from. Uh, and then Jet makes a little bit of a cameo, uh, which kind of just turns into a bit of a roast session. So thank you guys all for listening. I uh, just got to give a big shout out to our sponsors that make this possible. Uh, we've got a really, really, really rad group of companies in the motocross industry that uh, support the motocross side of this podcast. So thank you so much to the guys at MX Store. Um, if you just generally generally follow the podcast uh you see that we've been doing a lot more writing lately um and just the the convenience of having mx store so close to us is just insane uh and i know that if you don't live in burley like we do and can't just go into the showroom uh they're the service that they provide with the same day shipping and and all of the I guess the uh the advantages of shopping with mx store really come come into play um and they're just as convenient even if you don't live on the Gold Coast. So you can head to mxstore.com.au for all of your dirt bike needs. Uh, next, we're brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. Uh, I've said it a million times. These guys are pretty much the best in the business, uh, constantly innovating uh, some of the best designs uh, and mix that with the best product out there as well. Uh, also brought to you by the legends at Fist Handwear. We get asked a bunch about our Gypsy Tales collab glove. We are doing one. Uh, we're bringing that back as soon as we can. The whole Corona things kind of slowed that down a little bit. Um, but you guys already know that Sammy makes the best glove in the world uh, also brought to you by the guys at Dixon Flannel uh, dixonquality.com.au is the website they are they're the best quality flannels that I've ever worn so uh, for whatever that is worth you can head to dixonquality.com.au type in the code ramp thief uh, and for fist handwear you can uh, go to fisthandwear.com and use the code FUCKJACE to get 20% off. Uh, also brought to you guys, uh, also brought to you by the guys at Thrillseeker Collection, uh, thrillseekercollection.com for basically the most badass seat covers in the game. You'll see them on bikes like Tyler Berriman, Sammy Moore's got one on there, uh, Jackson Richardson runs the Thrillseekers, pretty much Jack Miller, pretty much everyone uh, that I guess we're kind of in the crew with uh runs thrill seeker and that is for a very very good reason uh also brought to you by the guys at maxis tires uh super stoked to be uh on board with these guys it's cool i feel like with tires it's like i just don't feel like we could get the same level of 
I guess, interaction with the manufacturers, with any of the other tyre brands. But with the guys at Maxis here in Australia, it really feels like we could really work with them to do some really cool stuff. Uh, the product's great. Toddy Waters loves it. Um, and I was going to ride it on my new Maxis tyres this weekend, but didn't get to. I ended up riding a Suzuki instead. So uh, very keen to get out on track. And also, we're brought to you by the guys at Motorex basically the highest quality oils uh, in the world important to know i didn't know but they actually do like a ktm specific oil and then a japanese bike specific oil so that's what i just got this week and we'll be doing a fresh oil change in the 450 uh, and again stoked to be working with another great company in the motocross industry thanks so much guys i appreciate everybody for listening Gypsy wants that little talk to you also. Oh, yeah, a little wheel chat, mate. Oh, I feel special. That's good. <laughs> What's Big going dog. on? What's happening, bro? Oh, thanks, mate. Not oh. much. Just cooked up a bit of dinner. Jetson, by the way, if you want to go make a wrap. Okay. Just, uh, thanks, Jet. Chef. You're the man, bro. All good. Thanks for having me. Just cooking, mate. Mm. Chilling. Chef, chefing it up. Recycling. Yeah, just been for a cycle today with Ricky. Went out to lunch with RC and his kids and Dino and Sarah. And then we went and checked out Olympic Park, which that was pretty sick, actually. That was pretty Oh, oh where they did the win- cool. Winter Olympics? Yeah, 2002. So that, that was pretty cool. Pretty gnarly to see how, uh, like, those big ski things that they jump down and stuff. Like, mm. pretty insane. Pretty insane. But... Oh, cool, chill day. So, um, debut on the weekend, mate. Feels like it's a uh, little bit, little bit overdue with everything that sort of happened. And uh, so how gnarly is it? It's <laughs> yeah. like you get injured, and then it's already that's all right. Yep, that's a bummer. But then you've yeah. got coronavirus, and then your first experience racing Supercross is in the same stadium in Salt Lake and then you're living in like an Airbnb, like nothing about your Supercross debut has been in any way normal. Yeah, I mean, it's, the injuries and stuff did suck, but at the same time, it was kind of like, I'm still so pumped to get an opportunity to race, you know, just because how it was looking, I wasn't going to get that opportunity. Um, But Salt Lake City... I'll hold you up on that one because, dude, where we're staying is is unbelievable. So we're up up the mountain in Park City, right near where the Olympic Games were in 2002. And, dude, it's beautiful here. It feels like we're in a different country. Like it's amazing, it's, isn't ski it? Ski resorts, dude. Ski resorts, uh, killer mountain bike trails. It's honestly, it's it's like a holiday. It's like a work holiday. The fact we get to race in four days' time again is even cooler then waiting another week so in in all honesty i i don't mind it at all like it's it's pretty cool obviously if i'd been here the full full time like the 450 guys maybe i might have a different opinion but no dude i'm i'm so thankful we're back to racing again being able to do what what we love to do so yeah that's the biggest the biggest thing mate just being back racing man i think um 
I mean, when I was there, it, it obviously was never like this. And it was just this constant, like, I don't think, and I mean, it's even gnarlier in the GPs, but I just don't think people understand how hardcore the travel element of racing uh, dirt bikes professionally is for the crew, for, for everybody. And like to be able to just chill in one spot, race one stadium with different, like a different layout every time, man, it's actually... It kind of seems like the dream, right? Dude, it's it's yeah, funny you say that. Like the the team was joking about the other night, like last night, dad was like, Oh yeah, I might like what time you reckon leave and Josh, the team manager, goes, dude, leave whenever the hell you want. Like there's no traffic. <laughs> like so yeah. team pretty much finishes up building the bikes for that night or like just give them a wash and worry about it the next day and all right, we'll we'll see us later. Like they don't have to build like build down the tent like pull the tent down in the awning and so for the team aspect of things it is nice i think it's it's cool to see the mechanics like the boys are going for a mountain bike on that yeah up here going for a fish like honestly to see the mechanics be able to do that and have their a pretty cool sort of off time is is actually awesome just because dude those mechanics are, are freaking machines like they they're so underpaid and and underappreciated just because of the hours they work they fly out wednesday build the truck thursday there friday saturday sunday rebuild bikes home they're, they're home for two days of the week nearly maybe three like so for them it's awesome for the riders mate we got the easy part we fly in do our job and fly out you know yeah man i'm glad you said it that was one of the things that when i was over there i just could not believe how hard the mechanics had it in terms of and i mean all of them like fuck they all want to be yeah. there you know like they they love it but jesus they they have a gnarly job and then you throw in yeah. let's just let's just say it fucking rains for 20 minutes and then all of a sudden the next week of your life completely changed because it rained for 20 minutes yeah exactly dude it's it's a freaking oh like i take my hat off to them and I look at the mechanics and, and just see legends, you know, because they freaking literally, they want to win and they want to be out there just as bad as the riders, you know, like during this whole COVID-19, like they're like, ah, oh, man, you know, like I got to work a bit from home and stuff and like it just doesn't feel right, you know, like mm. they want a mechanic, they want to be out there with their rider and stuff. So yeah, it's, dude, I think I speak for everyone. This COVID-19 deal is, has been immensely difficult for everyone you know it's just a shitty deal but but yeah i'm glad that we're getting a championship i'm glad i mean i think in the in the 250s i don't think it's been well actually i feel like the 250 class with how fast the yamahas are i feel like that's kind of playing into some of the results especially on the on the east coast side of things um with uh mcarath kind of getting the you know the first couple wins and a lot of a lot of good starts and stuff yeah. but i think the the 450 class is definitely i guess this whole altitude and just being in utah it's essentially put Ken out of the championship so it has been I'm glad that we've been able to finish the championship but I definitely don't think we've seen the same championship as what we would have if there was no coronavirus no for sure you're, you're dead right on that mate it's the altitude up here is gnarly you know like the first day riding up here you come in and 
<laughs> dude, your lungs and your, you're like, come on, lungs, just open up, like get some oxygen in, you know, the air's so thin and it's dry and it's gnarly, mate. The the champions of 2020, it's, it's definitely one to put a asterisk beside because, I mean, I don't think and hopefully there'll never be another year like 2020, so... Yeah, it's it's gnarly. I mean, just speaking at like Dino and stuff, who's in the 450 class, hearing from some of the other 250 riders, just from people and rumors around the paddock, that I don't think anyone came off the track like, oh man, that was whew, that was a breeze. Like I feel yeah. great, you know. Like they were all freaking dude. They were taxed, you know. Especially short laps, long main events. Like short lap runs mean long ass main events. Like you you're hitting that whoop yeah. section a lot of times. Bro, that thing got so chopped out. It was Gnarly, eh? like <laughs> on the track walk or track viewing session. We were looking at the whoops and we're like, "Oh, dude, those things look so easy! Like they were so big and rounded. Just like tap across the top of them. Like Dazzy's been building our whoops back home, like super steep and massive. And we're like rubbing our hands together. And all throughout the day, they were pretty good. And then, dude, by the time the night show come along holy crap they were just cupped out it's like they got steeper and sharper like just instantly yeah dude it was crazy like we did a million laps it was yeah (laughs) so how was uh i mean you've been at it so long and you've already done so much in your career obviously you did the pro motocross stuff last year it's it's not like it's not like you're a rookie in the sense of the word of you know your career but that was yep. your debut supercross race how was yep. the the debut like the experience the whole sort of day was it sort of what you expected or um yeah i didn't really, I didn't really know what to expect you know because it was so different there's no there's no like hype vibe like adrenaline like kind of deal yeah like, you don't have that crowd of, of the the daunting feeling of coming into that stadium and then dude there's people stacked from the floor to the ceiling on the place. Um, but it was it was different. I didn't feel like I was super stressed and worried, but just without even realizing your heart rate is so much higher. Like my heart rate was 10 to 15 beats higher mm. all day, you know, even just relaxing just because it's – I can't even explain it. It's like know, anticipation, right? Adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to do well. You're eager. Oh, I just want to get it over and done with. I just want to yeah. show everyone what I can do. And, and you know, so – Obviously, like I feel like my night really took a turn for the worse in the heat race, having that crash and then like struggling to get the bike started, just going to the LCQ, that really sort of put a bad tone on the night. And then, you know, you go out for the LCQ in another 15, 20 minutes. You do that thing, which it's only six minutes plus one or whatever, but that's still eight laps. Yeah. And then you come in, you've got the, t- the 450 LCQ, and then you're back out there, you know? So you literally have like 15 minutes back at the truck, if that, mm. to get all dialed in for the main. So, and then, yeah, the main event, just dude getting starts from out so far wide. Like my start was good, but it was so far wide. to put in the meat. Salt, yes. that much. It's not salty. <laughs> it is. You're salty. Tastes terrible, I'm salty. We'll cook up some more is. then. Cook up some more. We will. If you know how. Just tell him to eat some wheat beaks plain and then he'll appreciate a bit of salt. Yeah, geez. You want bland meat? Come on, mate. Hard, hard, um, to, hard to keep the young fella happy or what? Is he always like this? Oh, yeah, he's a joke. Nightmare to live with. Jeez. <laughs> I've never 
met someone that loves himself as much as that kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh. Yeah. But no, back to what I was saying, like the main event, my start was good, but it's just you're in gate, you're gate pick 19. So not much you can do and just getting caught up in the riffraff. Like after the whoops, two guys were stopped and I've come out of the whoops, bang down the gears and then, you know, try to miss them and clicked a false neutral and then I've gone to go up around the berm and just fell over like a... Uh, oh, so you did click You did click a false neutral there? Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, okay. Freaking... Uh, so dirty at that. And then, yeah, like my grip and, and whole handlebar was stuck in the dirt because that was probably the only corner that had like a, a real decent soft moisture corner in it and... Yeah, it was it was tough coming from from that distance behind and dead last all the way back up to wherever I did, you know. So definitely looking to turn it around next uh, this Sunday. Yeah, uh, and so what was uh, we spoke to to Jet a little bit about the Faulkner thing. Um, what was like? Have you had any like existing shit with him, or that was just sort of out of the blue with him? Dude, that's the first time. No, like that was. I think that's why I kind of reacted how I did obviously it was a silly thing to do but I didn't care at the time and I've never spoken to the guy never raced him I raced him once on an 85 at the Bulgarian Junior World Championships which dude he wouldn't have remembered racing me like that's how far along ago and I didn't like what else and we would it was that heater lap we did a heater lap right and before that you know you look to try and position yourself to get over a, a clean yeah. lap and I looked and he was behind me I'm like, okay, so I still rolled the second last corner and he wasn't like trying to get past me, you know? So I, I was singing and I'm like, okay, I wasn't a dick in trying to get in front of him before the heat lap. Yeah. So he started behind me and then we done the heat lap and it was all the way up until the second last corner. He caught me a little bit finally there, but not to where he had to slow down. And then it was the last corner. I think I came out of the corner a little bit off balance and like didn't scrub over that little double so i maybe maybe cost him 0.1 tenth of a second you know like barely anything you know and but i feel like that's not on you right no i mean dude hey how many times does a slower rider mess up your heat lap like it's kind of the art of qualifying bro Exactly, you know, and dude goes over the finish line, like does the big head shake and then like I just pull off out of the main line so I'm not dicking anyone else's lap up and then he just rides up like clicks gears up beside me and then full like hits my uh, front wheel and like bars and I'm like, is this guy for real? Like I didn't hear him. He wasn't panic revving me or nothing the whole lap. So I didn't even know he was there. Yeah, and I was just like, "You're such a freaking entitled princess!" Like, dude, get off your high horse and, like, yeah, I was just like, "I'm not gonna freaking play play your little girl, like, whatever." <laughs> and then, so what's going through your head in that moment? Because uh, essentially, it's like, "Fuck, man, you're you're in this, you're all in, you're all in the sandpit, essentially." And it's like, if you don't, yeah. if you don't, kind of lay down your position in that hierarchy and and kind of lay down the foundation of like how you're going to be treated so is that kind of what you were thinking in terms of the reaction is like you kind of just going to let him know that if it happens there will be a reaction from you oh 100 percent. you know 
I'm not battling with him for a title in Supercross, but I'm sure I will be in outdoors, you know. That's what we're aiming for. So um, it's just the fact that, like, dude, I'm out there, like, trying to get a lap in just like every other single guy on there. And he's got to throw his hands up in the air like he does and just carries on with such an attitude. Like, dude, calm down. Like, yeah, it's I, I don't even care about it because... I don't want to get pushed around. Like, I'm not looking for trouble. I'm not wanting to be the guy that's got to run it in like that. Obviously, he cut down out of the corner a lot sooner than I anticipated. Um, so that probably didn't help my case. But at the same time, hey, it is what it is. You're human. You make mistakes. It's part of life. Live and learn. <laughs> and then there was the whole deal with uh, with Ferrandis where he, he... That was kind of gnarly, to be honest. Like, the way that Ferrandis went over the bars into the face of that triple. Like, that was actually no dude, joke, was, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And I have a feeling that if you tried to reenact that exact pass, I think you could do it a hundred times and not have the same outcome of what happened. Like, I think it was such I agree a with freaking that. crazy... Like, a crazy timing. His rear wheel went under... Like, it was the same as the A1 crash. Like, his bike went under Craig's and kicked him, and then McAdoo's rear wheel went under his and just ejecto cedo cars. Like, it was, yeah. Yeah, oh, so was that, was it McAdoo that took Ferrandis out? I thought it was Faulkner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, it wasn't Faulkner. Oh. I don't, ever, I don't think he'd ever run it in on Ferrandis. I don't think he's. Yeah, dude, Ferrandis ain't, the, Ferrandis ain't that guy, bro. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, that ain't it, Chief. Don't play with him. I mean, uh, like I th- Dylan, I don't classify him as a dirty rider, but it's just the same deal. If you're going to dish it out, hey, expect it back. Like Osborne, the same deal. Jason Anderson, I mean, list goes on. Yeah, I think uh, the the A2 crash <clears throat> with Ferrandis and Craig as well was just kind of gnarly like that. That ended up being the freak takeout that just looked so spectacular. But I just think that that yeah. was the world's... Col- that was like Mercury and retrograde and <laughs> just creating like the yeah. worst crash from a, a kind of harmless takeout. Yeah. But it was that turn I mean, was pretty fast after the finish line. It was. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Dylan was coming in fast. Like, he was coming in to make the move. But at the same time, like, it's just, yeah, it's a mistake, dude. It's sure if it was me in there, I'd probably be pissed at the guy. Like, you're an idiot. Like, what were you thinking was going to happen? But, hey, at the end of the day, it's everyone's got their reasoning. You know, like, um, as much as it's I don't really care to understand Faulkner's reasoning, he probably had a reason for whatever it was, you know? Yeah, no. And, and I mean, you guys are in like an ecosystem. There's a there's a certain pecking order, there's a hierarchy, there's dudes that have a, you know, oh, you stay out of his way, oh, this, you can't run it in on this guy. And that's all created on the playground, bro. Like, you guys are, you exactly, guys are essentially bro. kids on a playground. Yeah, no, 100%, mate. There's always a pecking order. There's, I mean... If it look, if it was a race and he'd done that to me in a race, I I can probably say ninety nine percent sure I wouldn't have done that just because my common sense would have kicked in. Hey, you're nowhere near in the points. He's going for a title. Just leave it be. It they'll your day'll come. You know, like, but just the fact that it was the first qualifying session, 
it is what it is. Everyone, everyone finds their peck in order, and you know, it's just everyone's trying to prove themselves at the end of the day. Hey, and the Hunter boys, uh, the Lawrence boys, ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to set a good tone. One guy texted my agent uh, and said, "You know what they say in prison? You got to find the biggest guy and <laughs> take it down." But, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And hey, full credit to Austin. He fucking whacks that main event. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I delivered a punch in the fight, but he he won the fight with a knockout in the end when he lapped me. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta yeah, give credit where credit's due. I'll I'll take that one on the chin. It's so that's the that's the move, bro. Like I feel like people get so butt hurt in this sport over shit like that, and it's like for you to just kind of be out of you know you made your point and you kind of yeah. made the statement that like hey man if you do run it in on me it is going to come with something on the back side of it it's yeah. there ain't no free takeouts here but at the end of the day like <laughs> to to sit there and still respect the dude for throwing down in the main event like he fucking went full g mode that night yeah exactly dude whole shot and you know handled it he handled business so i mean there's we're all races you know and if it was for example if if let's just use jet for an example if he had done that and i felt like he wasn't revving me same scenario i probably would have tried the same on him just because like (laughs) pull your head in you know like what do you like calm down and and it's not that i've got an issue with the guy it was just then and there in the moment like dude are you serious like yeah. So it's yeah, no no dramas. Like I don't hold a grudge on him. Like if I raced him for the for a win or something tomorrow, which that'd be Which is probably awesome, gonna happen way. anyway. <laughs> Hopefully. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have that in the back of my head, you know. I'd yeah. maybe contemplate that hey, he wants to try and get one back. But dude, I'd race him clean. Um I'm not looking to race a gre- like dirty. That's the last thing I want to be. You know, that's not who I am. I'm way too nice of a person to to be a dirty guy on the field and then come in and be like, "Oh yeah, sorry, mate, I didn't mean to take you out." No, I did mean to take you out. I'm in control of what I'm doing on the bike. You know, so yeah. <laughs> you got a good perspective on it, dude. I reckon. I think you. I think you're in a good place yes. with it all. Some people can let yeah. shit like this with guys just fucking eat at them forever too. They just have these like crazy vendettas that just last forever. It's like, come on, bro, what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, it's it's racing. Like, everyone has it. Hey, just after it's happened, it's happened. Put it in the past. Step back. Look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture for me, I want to be a Supercross and outdoor champion. I want to be a successful racer on on at the tip of the pinnacle of our sport, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's looking for, oh, who's going to do me dirty today? No, yeah. that's not going to put freaking, that's not going to put food on my dinner table in years to come. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, dude, a hundred percent, man. And like, uh, yeah, a lot of people do get lost in that shit, but some people that's yeah. like the motivation that they need, you know, like the Moss brothers were a real good example of that in Australia. If they yeah. weren't, going to the line pissed off and ready to fuck someone up they probably just weren't going to do that good so like some people need that i'm not having a good time (laughs) nah and i'm down with it too like that's fine i like that shit yeah sure hey it it, people love to see a good biff i mean (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no it's no dude i'm 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 such a cruisy guy like i've tried like we've tried in in my career to like 
go out the back of the truck, like dad will slap me around, like, come on, like get you fired up and I'll go there pissed off and, and just like, I'm going to kill these guys and it just doesn't work for me, dude. I'm better to just go up there, cruisy, chill, have a relaxed and all right, let's, let's give 30 minutes plus two or 15 minutes plus one of the best Hunter Lawrence we can, I can be and, and it'll be what it'll be, you know, so with the correct lead up and the, and the proper training behind it and enough time, generally it, it turns out pretty good, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Jet a little bit before um, about like the technique side of riding. And I said to him that you pretty much to me, I feel like are the best technical rider in, I'd say probably in the lights class right now in terms of just pure technique and the way that you move on the motorcycle how much of that because i've been going through a bunch of stuff with townley um lately of like trying to work on my own technique and not really go fast anymore uh and just purely focus on technique how much of you at this level the with the way that you know the amount of laps that you've done in your life the amount of time you've spent on the motorcycle like how much are you still thinking about technique on a daily basis when you're riding dude every day like it's i think i speak for everyone in every shape and form of work business job sport whatever you're constantly working on your craft you're yourself you know you're you're always working on your craft and interviews etc it's the same deal like with Johnny O'Mara coming on board this year. We're still critiquing my style for Supercross, you know, like I had, I still have kind of an issue with arching my back, you know, like I kind of formed a habit without even realizing it of arching my back. So in the whoops, I'd come in and I'd have a super arched back, which wasn't good. It would put me in a kind of weak position that yeah. when I would get kicked, I didn't have the like reflect the the best reflection point or position to save it you know so and so where did that bad habit come from you think uh it's it's like it goes deep to having tight hip flexors you know so yeah it it joins the whole puzzle of you got to do enough physio and body care of how your muscles are relaxed and loose like i had really tight hip flexors and tight um like stomach muscles and that would pull my hips forward therefore creating Mm. a bit of an arched back so it's all those little things of hey doing your stretches and stuff that would kind of link it up and just that muscle memory like i would do it from a compensation for a week of nursing something yeah just that muscle memory you know you do something enough times it becomes that muscle memory you come into a left turn what happens your right elbow goes up and your left leg comes out you know it's that instant muscle memory and then those like imperfections in your body leak their way into your technique exactly mate exactly so it's we're constantly working constantly trying to be better and then there's just some days where dad will go stop worrying about trying to look perfect and and doing things correct just freaking look at jet he's elbows down and he's steering with the rear wheel but it's working sure it's not technically correct and his legs flangling off the side but it's fast and it's effective in that terrain, that corner for that scenario. Yeah. So, and then there's other days where dad will go, hey, Jet, watch this. Hunter puts his front wheel on this spot every single lap and doesn't miss a beat, you know? Do that. So it's, it's kind of cool because Jet's a very technical 
I'd say one of the best technical guys now as well um, as myself, I think, just from years of practicing and stuff. So it's cool to be able to bounce things off each other from him coming from that loose kind of rip it and grip it style that I need sometimes, you know? Yeah, dude, we, we were sort of talking about that. What do you make of his uh, fifth gear and the whoops nonsense? It's good, mate. I do it as well. Really? You're going fifth through the whoops as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck the... all that. Why? Dude, that's like really fast, man. It's, I mean, it works, man. It it helps. Bike's so relaxed. It's not under tension. The dude's going through it in third gear. They're not, the wheel's spinning. Um, bike's under tension. Same sort of deal as in rhythm sections. If you're in second... And you're, yeah, you're really revvy and stuff. Same deal, man. It's, yeah, can't give too many secrets away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that that's kind of one really, really impressive thing about you boys. Obviously, we haven't seen you guys do too much supercross. Well, you personally, we've obviously seen what Jet's been able to do. But, man, for yeah. guys, it's not like you dudes rode a lot of supercross in Australia. There's no real supercross here that you guys could sort of do. Uh, yeah. But, but to adjust the way that you guys have, man, is so gnarly. And I think that speaks even more to your technique because you guys can yeah. come in, the technique, the, like the foundation's solid enough there to where it's like whatever you're doing on a motorcycle, it sort of doesn't matter what the terrain is, if it's sand, if it's hard pack, if it's supercross, if it's, you know, you probably fucking rip it up at Erzberg. But it's like you've just done that much <laughs> foundational work that you can kind of adapt now. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I It's just being able to... That's one thing we've always tried to work on is being so versatile to what... There's no limits on what we can do on the bike, you know. And even now, Johnny says, like, they don't overcomplicate it. They just say, hey, you need to do this. Work out what you need to do with your body positioning, that throttle position to make it happen. Simple as that. And, you know, and they trust in that our nature our second nature will take over, you know, and, and, and mm. handle it. So it's it's cool and it's it's tough because coming into Supercross, like you said, we I did a tiny bit, but it's, I mean, it's racing on like stadium cross tracks, you know. Yeah. It's not the same. We don't have the whoops that we have here or I didn't have the whoops training and stuff like that. So it's, it's tough coming in and, and that Supercross, if it was on outdoors, you said, hey, I want you to come in, lift the front wheel over those three bumps preload off the fourth into the rut i'll be like done i'll do it straight away but supercross it's like hey those whoops you need to come in you need to put your front on the top of those about this high above the massive cupped out uh holes in them and click fifth gear you're like oh shit like you sure man like <laughs> i don't know so if i want that smoke like, hey yeah i'm like you're seeing the same whoops I'm looking at, right? Or if it's like, hey, I think you can quad that, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty big. Like, ah, uh, yeah. Would James do it? Like, wait, where's another 250 guy? Jet, are you going to hit it? Like, you know, so it's it's just building that that confidence of, yeah, I know what I can do on my bike, you know, which which takes time. Yeah. What, um, what was it like? You obviously were on the sidelines with injury and then you got a front row seat to watch the world be exposed to jet. And like everyone obviously knowing 
where you guys have come from, it's sort of not a surprise. Like even when Jet was on a on a sixty at Coolum, everybody's like, "Oh, that kid is gnarly," you know. But the rest of the yeah, world sort of like the rest of the world doesn't get to see that same thing. But for you to get a front row seat and what like because in my in my mind, like I said to Jet before, he basically became like a Quentin Tarantino film. In at A2. It's like everybody loves him because they know that when they watch him, it's gonna be hectic. And it's like to to watch to watch that happen to your brother, was that a pretty cool experience to sort of see the world be exposed to him the way that that they were? It is, it is, you know, and it's it's you can't help but like you as a competitor, you know, you view him I view him as a brother. And then you view him as a competitor now. So at the same time, like whenever you see anyone do well, it's just that human nature of like, damn it, I wish that was me, you know. But it was cool, you know, like seeing him, you know, he had a really good lead up and stuff. So it was, it was cool. Like it's, it's always cool to see, see your brother do well. And when obviously A2, when you're watching the race, you, you want him to win. You're like, yes, yes, this is going to be awesome because you, you're viewing it from a family perspective and then like that was the first time I'd ever seen Jet crash you know and not move like we'd seen Jet crash gee a trillion a times, times. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe a, a, a million trillion um, me and dad and then that was the f- and he always got up you know he was like a rubber man and that was the first time I'd ever seen him hit the deck and just not move it was freaking it was kind of not scary but just like far out like it sucked you know it did suck i'd never seen that before that was the first time i'd seen it in my life so it did suck <coughs> hey bro oh, yeah we'll, you're uh, freaking trying to me. We'll, we'll uh we'll get at him on on the fact that uh you got who well who has better style what like style on the bike like, no nah, well, okay. we're talking we're talking off the bike bro yeah, I mean it's debatable. He, we're two different styles, so it it depends what kind of guy you are. I think I'm more of a classy business kind of classy deal, and he's more like your young kind of skater type deal. He's like he just wants he he wants to be Niger essentially. Basically, no. so he's basically <laughs> the Niger Houston starter pack. And <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't even know what I'd say. Am Dude, I, you're I like you're a you're a Hugo Boss mannequin. Yeah, I'd yeah go to far as saying that something like that. I'm Hugo more Boss street. Boy. I'm baggy clothes and street. So Niger. No, you're Niger's little boy. He's a skater. That's what you want to be. Just Look, because I bought two sets of his shoes doesn't mean I want to be like Niger. He got a skateboard sitting right here and he hadn't even ridden it. He just poses up on it so hard. <laughs> I do. I do like it. There's chips and stuff from Bro. stacking on it. I need crap. That's from bringing it on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's from TSA, son. Not a rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from TSA. What's that big thing? Yes, yeah, my skateboard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gangster. Hey, Jet dropped that he's still running V plates, and that that made his stock go up in my mind. I actually think that's the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> is he lying? Is he lying? No, nah, he. Uh, no, he's not actually. 
Are you... oh, for a minute, I thought he was kind of into boys, like. <laughs> Is it because of that? Because of that hat? Maybe it's because. Hey, this is a one-off hat. <laughs> what is that? Hat no, is... it's dope. What is that thing? Shift one. It's a oh, one that... hat. Yeah, that's gangster, bro. I was only giving you shit. That thing is dope. I'm the only one who has that. Oi, man, I can't really talk. Look at... I'm running like some fucking oh, Yeezys. Oh, with... Yeezys? Yeezys with green socks, bro. Yeah. Straight, straight from Russia. I didn't have Yeezys, dude. Skirt, skirt. Skirt, skirt. I'm yeah, here, buddy. Next, I want to get some Yeezy 700s. Yeah. Because everyone has the Yeezy 350s. I don't even know what these are, to yeah, be honest, Jet's bro. Yeah, Jet's a big shoe guy. Yeah, big shoe guy. Yeah, but he don't have that off-white like his big bro, though, right? Love me some Addy. Well, he never heard of off-whites until I said something about it. Bullshit. Yes, you did. Bro, you're so freaking high. I had them before you even liked shoes. Oi, Jet, Jet, Jet. How much, all right, how much of Hunter's style comes from his chick, though, you reckon? Was Hunter, like, this style before he got his chick? Because, like, I know so I'll many dudes. Right wait, no, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. I wasn't. Oh, no, wait. I wasn't. Hunter, I can fucking mute you, bro. <laughs> I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear from Jeff. Because I have so many mates, what they get a chick and they're just like plain fucking clothes, and then they get a chick and they look like a Hugo Boss mannequin, <laughs> Jet Lawrence. <laughs> Dude, he used to not like. He still doesn't really care much now, but he used to like when we'd go out to dinner, he would just put like a t-shirt and maybe some jeans and like a band shoes. Dude, he's got Cynthia. Dude, he's wearing these big jackets like Mertz. He's wearing. Nice jeans. He's wearing Hublot watches. Wearing Rolex. He's wearing those McQueen shoes, whatever you call them. Uh, Alexandra McQueen shoes that Cynthia got him. Oh, I got him. Oh, you got him? Yeah, I got that. No, but I did. I will say I definitely dress a lot more expensive and nice now. But the main reason why is because I had zero dollars to my name before. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, when I met Cynthia, actually. So my whole time in Europe. Dude, I had nothing. I was running like broke boy. Fox clothing and stuff, which that's sick. Like, yeah, I was a broke boy. So when she met me, she was actually the rich one when she met me. So I had myself a little sugar mama. But <laughs> now that when we got to America, your boy started making some dough. So then he started to invest in himself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that shit. Yeah, we were uh... Just living like a 19-year-old should. Hey. But what, he doesn't have any Supreme shoes, do you? Yeah, I didn't pay twice the retail for those ones, Jetta. <laughs> you don't have them, though. I didn't want them. That's <laughs> fine. You don't, you're not the part no, of the Jetson's, Jetson's all pumped. He got those Supreme Nike Air Force ones. I can get them. They're just there. Yeah, grab them out. Grab them out. We got time, grab bro. Jet just straight yeah, hijacking your interview, he, bro. He bought him off, uh, bought him off StockX. Is this the phone that's doing like this? Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. See, I got the Supreme. Oh, they're, they're pretty dope. Races, and then Supreme. Damn, boy. When I uh, I used to live just near the, the Supreme store in, um, in West Hollywood. Every time there was a drop, bro, no matter what it was, that place had the gnarliest line around the corner. I could not, I never even went in there. It's insane. We had, um, so we got that sneakers app 
and we try and get like the the Travis Scott cactus Nike. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the Ben and Jerry dunks, bro, bang on like straight away, sold out. Your draw did not get picked. We get screwed over by those cop bots. It's so bad. Wait, how many people do they pick out? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Those Ben and no, no. Those Ben and Jerry's are fucking cool. Yeah. I want to get him so bad. That was sick. But TBH, your boy was thinking about the resale stonks on those ones. <laughs> yeah. I, so I got a buddy that's right into the whole resale thing. So that's like kind of the yeah. only way that I know anything about shoes. But now I'm like, now I'm learning a bit about it. I was like, damn, there's like a bunch of money to be made in this shit. Oh, bro. It's like a 15,000% uh, appreciation rate on they were retail 95 bucks or 100 bucks bro they're selling for 1500 dollars. so is that is that pretty much what you boys are kind of into uh away from bikes like when you need to sort of get away from it all yeah like i like he like he loves shoes and looking at lambos and stuff I I, like, i've always loved my shoes i was a big shoe guy when i was in australia he's just started to get into his shoes now yes yeah, so i'm not like He's more like a hype beast. Like he's like, oh, these Nike Air mm. Dunk Jordan release, blah blah blah. He's like that. Where I just like nice shoes, you know, like those off white ones. I have some Alexander McQueens. They're nice ones. He's more classy um, shoes. More I classy get the Jordan ones, like more sneakers type and of stuff thing. like that. But I'm like a pretty big watch guy. Like I'm into watches now. You know, into he- cars and stuff and. He's got a Rolex, but I got that sick-ass fossil that looks expensive. You got the what? I got a fossil that <laughs> looks expensive. You got a fossil that looks expensive. Right, yeah, he's yeah. got gold on it. When you see gold on a watch, you, you immediately think it's expensive. So. Oh, you had your interview. From looking at you it, had, it looks like thousands, but price-wise, 75 bucks. Well, you had your interview, bro. We're, we're, we need some time with we need some time with Hunts, mate. All right, you just can't be still in the limelight constantly. All right, <laughs> go, give, go over there and count your shoes. Give the old brush your shoes. Give the old boy a oh chance. Yeah, jeez, well, I was respectful for your interview. Jeez, nah, we. Hey, a bit of limelight. <laughs> I, hey, you're Jack. getting on the limelight now when you took Faulkner out. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. <laughs> I love you though, Jet. You're the man. But I'll talk to you later. Adios. <laughs> I'm gonna go have my own here. Yeah, I'll be out there in a minute. Um, well, I don't even remember what we were talking about before. We were rudely interrupted by that kid. Yeah, dude. Oh, don't. It won't be the first time, mate. It won't be the last. Sorry. Uh, what were we talking, Ben? Do you remember what we were talking about? No. We just got fully sidetracked by this whole deal. Um, yeah, big time. Oh, we were talking about oh, something. It's cool talking about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it is cool. There's only so much bike shit you can talk about. Well, I haven't had you on here though. For a, this is the first time I've had you on, so I've kind of got some shit to cover off with you, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's cool to be on. I watched your stuff. Watched the big one with Toddy and Rob Beams. That was really interesting. So, props to the boys on that one. Yeah, that was actually cool. I mean, I really didn't have to do too much for that one, to be honest. Hey, you still join the puzzles? Just in the room, you know. Just in the room. Um, <laughs> So I, I think we were actually we were, we were talking about Jet. That's what we were talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. We were, I mean, we were about the A two deal. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's just so sick, and I think that both of you boys. I mean, you, you've got you guys have a really good team around you with like Myrtle and and Osho, obviously. Um, to where I think that 
you know, it's not, it was actually cool speaking at Jet, like we were talking about that whole thing and I was just made a joke that like he's legally not even allowed to bang yet over there. And he's like, nah, man, I'm just not fucking with chicks and not, not going down the, any of that road. And it's like, man, that, that is pretty cool because the distractions that can come, especially in, in America, dude, it's, it's pretty heavy. And for him to kind of have that mindset at 16, is pretty dope. For sure. I mean, it's, it's also the environment you're in, you know, if he was in like one of the biggest things is like me and Myrtle, we always give Jet crap about when he took texts with girls or whatever, because it's, it's just like scratching your nails on short on whiteboard, you know, it's cringy just because he missed all of those schooling years, you know, like when you learn flirting and, and picking (laughs) up signals in school, like it's, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's he didn't experience any of the high school dating and stuff. So all of that kind of other distractions that come, I think it's really like all that stuff kind of comes in in school, you know, like, oh, they're kissing yeah. and stuff. And, and he never was surrounded by that. And then obviously not having many friends in Europe, now being in America, he can't drive by himself to meet up with chicks and he's got nowhere to take him. Like, so it's... Obviously, I hope mum's not listening to this, but there's kind of no time or place for it, really. So, um, and not really, a, I guess, not really care. Like, we've got bigger things to achieve, to be fair. Like, yeah, and it, and it is cool, man, because it's so, especially with, you know, what, what he did. And, and I think that you've, you've just got a different personality. Like, I think you're going to be a superstar in the sport for, for a different, for different reasons than what Jet kind of has the potential to be but the the problem with that though is that that can come with like so many like gnarly distractions and like the the, that road could just be derailed so much easier than the path that you're on i think oh 100 100 like you can ask myrtle about this where i mean obviously me like i care but at the same time i don't if he wants to do it i'll give my opinion hey bud big bro here don't think you should do that but at the end of the day you learn learn things one way or another but yeah i mean dude uh he's gonna be making a freaking too much money for his own age when when he's 20 and stuff you know like i'm sure a bunch of girls would love to sink their teeth into a, a rich 20 year old who's just making tons of money and living the life so yeah it's it's tough i mean i'm i'm really lucky with obviously meeting Cynthia and when I had zero dollars to my name, I was a loser. I, I drove a, a team van that was lended to us from the team I rode for, you know, so there was nothing she could have like financially gained from being with me. Yeah. So it's going to be tough kind of seeing through whatever Jetson ends up bringing home to meet mum and dad for the first time, you know, just because of where his path leads him, you know. Oh, dude. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. And it's like, it's interesting to hear you say that about, you know, not going to school and not having that experience. I feel like that's something that, um, people want to like, especially for you guys, like you just did that full unconventional thing. You just didn't go to school. You didn't do well, I mean, you were in school a bit longer than he was, but yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't really want to talk about that. And it's like, I think people want to turn a blind eye in the sports of like the negative effects that it does have. But it's like, fuck, man, it's sort of not your fault that that's the level of the sport now. 
but it's cool that you guys sure. can sort of be honest and even to consider that kind of stuff that that jet has to go through as such a young kid that realistically like just never went to school and he's only ever hung around his brother and his parents you know sure like we now like even in europe there was times he was able to hang out with some buddies and and now in America, a lot more. He's got a lot more friends and stuff, which is awesome, you know, for him to be able to be a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough to understand when you're a kid and, and you don't get to do those things. And I was the same. Like, I still sacrifice sleepovers and parties and bits and pieces when I was younger. Obviously, not to the extreme. Jet is now because of the level we raced at each other's age. Yeah. But, Dude, when you get older, like, you'll even say it now, like, it, all those sacrifices in the time seem big, but when you look back at it, it won't mean nothing when you're sitting outside your $3 million house, you've got $500,000 worth of cars in your driveway after a successful career, you know, like... And just the stress, man, like you just don't have the stress again, like the other people do at 30, you know, like, I'm at, I'm at 30... At 30, like, I work every fucking day, every single day. Like, I'm a business owner. There's in no way, shape, I can't take weeks off work. You know what I mean? Like, there will be, there will be pressure there. And it's like, for a kid that's at, you know, like at at Jet's age, like we sort of talked about it before. It's like, hey, I'm 32. If his career's done at 32, I can, I'll tell him right now as a 32 year old, you can still party like fuck at 32. Like you don't need that shit in your twenties. Exactly. Dude, like so true, man. Like you can do whatever you want after the age of 32. Your life's just getting started, dude. Yeah. But it seems so old when you're 16. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's good that we have our dad here who's got a brain between his ears and, and just can lay those things out obviously johnny having been through the whole sport and our careers you know he's done the all the stuff we've done and about to go through so he can tell us like hey dude don't don't be doing this i did it wasn't worth it didn't benefit me whatsoever as much as you probably won't like to hear me do it say this to you but it does help man it does like it's just how it is you know and Again, like you said yourself, you you work every day. Dude, I've been to work with my dad rendering solid plastering in Australia. It sucked, dude. I I mean, it sounds bad, but I never take a day for granted out on the bike. Like, it's 10 times better than being out in the Aussie sun putting plastering on a wall, you know, rendering. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Those guys are troopers, like... I got mates that are chippies and brickies and stuff. Dude, I take my hat off to them. All you guys out there, the tradesmen, everyone, even the office guy. Like, dude, it's what we do is so freaking unbelievable. It's not even funny. Like, we don't get paid to freaking ride the dirt bike. Like, you do that for free. You get paid to handle all the other crap that comes with it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, all yeah. the travel, all the stress, all the anxiety, all the pressure. That's what we get paid for, man. Like, if you're out there racing a main event, dude, you do that for free. Every yeah, well, week. for sure, man. I mean, like, look at all of us. We literally pay to go ride. Yeah, exactly. Dude, like, it's just how it is. So, no, it's it's life, my man. Um, so, with uh, 
with the the rest of the these rounds like what what are you trying to take out of this supercross because obviously like there's no championship apart from you just said that you want to smash austin faulkner every corner that you can so like what are you trying to take out of it though you know just gate drops like look so you're trying to make line. every lcq no, that's okay. Rephrase that. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get as much racecraft experience. Obviously, I'd love to to land it on the box, take a nice little paycheck home, and throw up a sweet Instagram post. But we're looking at the bigger picture. You know, the goal is 2021. 20, so that's what we're looking. What we need to do get as much experience and just get used to the whole deal and race day feel for 2021. You know, that's the goal to win just doing what we can to, to make it happen so yeah I'd love to come out with a solid top top if I could get a top five this Sunday that'd be that'd be unreal like I'd be pretty happy with that just due to the lead up I've had I'm six months off the bike due to injuries behind these guys and and some you know from the pre- previous year so I've literally had stuff all supercross preseason training compared to these guys who have been racing it for the past three two three four years um obviously excluding jet but yeah that's what i'm looking for yeah because i think you've got to kind of manage expectations like in the kind of situation that you're in right now and just take the small wins that you can out of it yeah exactly like i'm i'm such a realistic person like Dude, you can't hype me up before a race that I'm going to go out there and win if I don't personally think that I've done the work, enough work to deserve that win. You know, if mm. you want to win, you got to work for it. So if I line on that start line and I believe in my training, I've done the work, I can win, I'm fast, I've got this dialed, then I'll, you know, believe it more. But right now, just due to the circumstances, hey, if I could get a top five right now, that would be somewhat of a win mm. um, in our books. Just also the fact that this West Coast is freaking stacked. dude. Dude, it's insane. Like the whole pace, like this pace of the top three guys, like Dylan, Faulkner, and Jet, like, man, it's – correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if they've seen this speed for a few years. You know, like this speed is – it's gnarly it's Mm. insane yeah is your um is your body like do you have any kind of effects from those injuries or you're able to kind of get um get through that pretty well recovered back to 100 yeah no i i heal pretty good dude i heal like wolverine just heal right back up um but i'm good now like my knees sweet my shoulders are good um I've still got that plate in my collarbone from last year when the bike seized, but no, I'm good. Like I feel, I feel fit and strong and stuff. So that's, that's good. You know, we take care of, of the matter when it, when we're injured, we do as much as we can. Like when I'm injured, it doesn't, it's not like I have time off. It's like literally the kind of work begins. Yeah. 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 It almost doubles in a way because I'm rehabbing, trying to build the muscles back in my shoulder, for example, trying to keep up with my cardio so I'm not losing too much compared to the guys who are on the bike and racing and stuff. So it's kind of like it doubles in a way. Mm. Are you are you pretty like into the the body 
like when you get injured, you want to sort of learn and you want to kind of <laughs> like really sort of dial stuff in. Cause I mean, I personally, for me, like with the training that I do, like I'm super into the stretching and flexibility. And like, if I've got yeah, like yeah. yesterday in between heats, I'm literally on YouTube watching like different flexibility stuff that you can do. Like, are you kind of one of those guys or are you just sort of doing it? Cause you have to. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that into it, man. Like I train and I'm always looking how to make my body better just within our crew. And obviously like dad will be sitting on the couch and like, hey, this guy said such and such, we should try this. And we're like, yeah, for sure, let's do it. You know, we'll try it. But um, with our physio guy, like I'm pretty good with the body. Like I'm learning more and more about learning every day, you know, about your muscles. Like when this one's tight, it affects this yeah. body part, etc. Et but no, I definitely do try to stretch often and, and really make have your body feeling good, you know, and I always, like, I don't eat junk food. Like, I'm, I'm really careful of what I'm putting into my body, like, more so than Jet, like, where, it's, like, Johnny and that gives me crap. Like, yeah, shut up, dude. Just eat it. Like, yeah. you need to eat more and stuff like that, you know, where I'm like, ah, dude, like, what, you're going to... I'm seriously going to eat that? Like, how the heck am I supposed to be a pro athlete if I'm eating, like, something that's deep fried or whatever? And they're like, dude, who cares? You're going to freaking burn that up. It's calories yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, I'm pretty conscious of that and, like, my body weight and stuff. I'm really conscious of that. So, yeah, I'm kind of kind of on the wall with that kind of deal about, you know, looking for stretching yeah, sort of, and stuff sort like of into that. It, sort of into it, sort of not. Yeah, you know, kind of... <laughs> To the point where I can still say stay sane and yeah. not like, oh, freaking hell, like on the floor stretching again, like, geez, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was um? How was the whole deal with Cynthia with like visas and stuff through the whole COVID thing? Has she been there the whole time or like was that a bit of a nightmare? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was uh, so last year <clears throat> she only came over on like a B2, I think it was like a holiday visa Yeah. for six months because, you know, just it was going to be the first time we were living with each other and stuff. So it was like, hey, you know, you might learn things and we might not be right for each other. So we get we did the six-month option before going all in on the... the yeah, you did like the try me. before you buy kind of deal. Yeah, you know, kind of like <laughs> we were already like super in love and stuff, but it was just... You know, we were both kind of like, hey, we, we'd never lived together. You know, that's when some things you can come up. So we did that. And then after we were like, yeah, bingo, like we're sweet. Like we're awesome together. And, and then we got her put on my visa. But yeah, it was a bit of, it wasn't too bad. Um, but it's definitely not not as easy as it used to be. Trump yeah. coming in, it really, uh, really tightened things up. So don't like, I, I know that, brother? Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, him coming in when people went to renew their P1 visa, yeah, they they got denied, and they're like, oh, "Why we get denied? We have one." There's, yeah, sorry, you weren't meant to be approved in the first place. You're not qualified. So, um, the Wasserman uh, Media Group and and Lucas killed it with my visa. So I'm on an O1, which is the like the highest possible visa you can get, and they dialed me in on that. Um, so that's that's big shout out to them. That definitely made things a lot easier for getting my family over, getting her over. So mm. yeah, it worked out. It worked out good, thankfully. 
Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, that's a stress that's uh, very, very, very hard one to deal with if it's not going smooth. Oh, exactly, dude. Especially, I mean, you know how girls are. The slightest thing can set the whole mood off and they're emotional and it's just a train wreck. So, like, when, you know, I'm going there and it's not even sure she can get a visa and stuff, it's just... You know, it's a, a recipe for a really hard time. And, oh, how are we going to do the distancing and stuff? Uh, you no, know, we pulled through. We done the distance thing and stuff like that. So, it's 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 looking good. That's sick. How long have you guys been together now? It's been a few years, eh? Yeah, it's nearly... Oh, gee, it's nearly three years, dude. Damn, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. No, I'm happy. She's she's awesome. She's She's a badass chick. Well, she's got you looking good, mate. Yeah, geez, I look terrible now. I've been freaking sitting on the couch all day, dude. You caught me off guard. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, um, well, hey, man, I, I I appreciate you guys coming on today. I've been I've been wanting to get you both on for a while, um, but yeah, everything's just obviously everyone's kind of busy. But um, yeah, super stoked that you uh made an appearance, mate. Gypsy Gang now, and uh, thank um, you. Yeah, dude, I appreciate. We'll have to do it more often, dude. It's cool. I I love chatting to you it's been real fun and you ask different questions and stuff it's always interviews can be a really cool or a really sucky part of this job so it's always good when you have a good interviewer and and a good dude to talk to so you know what they say you ask stupid questions you get a stupid answer so that's what i'm all about bro (laughs) (laughs) exactly so no it's been awesome dude appreciate you having me on even yeah no so. <laughs> oh dude I, mate I'm the last person that gives a fuck about race results I just know I know you guys are cool <laughs> I, no, I, appreciate it. I don't care about the race shit I'm just uh, I'm I'm honestly just stoked for you guys man like I know I know that it's hard to, to be over there I know that it's hard to make that cultural shift I know that it's a big stage that you're on I know that there's probably a lot of self doubt that you go through um you know, making a debut and then maybe not having the best race you want to like. So I, I feel like maybe too with the media stuff, like that, that sort of stuff can um, play in your mind a little bit because you, there is an expectation like, Oh, I didn't do good. Like, what are we going to talk about? But I really, I really don't care. (laughs) No, that's awesome. I just want to say it's freaking, that's awesome to hear you say that, dude. I mean, it's like, I'm sure you can agree that, it's in this world people love to see you do bad so to hear you say you, you want to see us do well and, and succeed and stuff that's that's really awesome you know i wish the same for you guys and yeah it's you don't hear that too often you know it's it's i feel like uh, not particularly but there's quite a few australians that that go to the fight to see you get knocked out not to see you win you know so yeah that's, that's really cool well man i mean i feel like i've been on the other side of that man like when i was in america i mean dude i could barely get a fucking ticket to a to an mx national when i come back here you know and i was over there yeah you know what i mean dude and, and lucas says it still to this day he said dude aussies are gnarly like there's there's a lot of people that are in your corner and they're loyal and stuff but there's also a lot of people in this world that'll go to your fight to see like i said get knocked out they're not mm. there to see you win you know they're, just, they're there to see you hit the canvas so yeah well i think at, at the end of the day at the end of the day too man like i know that you guys are cool regardless of 
the res, you know like the results it's not like i feel like whatever you got on sunday or whatever night you guys are fucking racing over there these days but like or wednesday like that doesn't that literally <laughs> it doesn't change how cool you are you know what i mean like jet's still yeah, gonna yeah. be I mean, jet's still gonna be a kid we can pick on whether he wins night. or gets last yeah exactly i mean it did change the mood a little bit last night it was a kind of a bit of a, a feel sorry for yourself kind of come on like that was a shit night but no we're good man it's it's racing's a big part of our life but is what it is it is what it, it is. is what it is <laughs> all right dude well i'll let you go i'll uh do some editing get this up on youtube i'm gonna clickbait the shit out of your austin faulkner thing um so be ready for some clickbait oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's the only way to get views bro it pisses me off man clickbait Lawrence says he's going to pole drive him next race. <laughs> nah, nah. Wait, I'm just going to take... What did you say? You are like, he's a princess. <laughs> I'm going to put like a princess emoji on Faulkner on the podium or some oh, shit. Man. Wait, but the thing is... Dude, dude, I fucking like Austin. I'm, well, I haven't spoke to him in ages, but um, but I went to Costa Rica yeah, yeah. with him and shit. Like, I got, no, I got nothing really? but love. I got nothing but love for Austin, but hey... Yeah, I can, like, I'll, dude, I'll rip I the shit the out of it. I mean, I'll rip the shit out of anyone, man. It's fun. But, and then people can rip the shit out of me too. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's the most fun, dude. That's one thing I miss is just banter with the boys. It's freaking priceless. Oh, dude. So, so much fun. And like, even, I mean, I've said it a million times on here, but I, I feel like you, you can't always make racing fun and exciting. Like the 450 main the other night, a Wednesday night, kind of boring. Oh, dude! And it's like Wednesday. Which one? The, the one just the, been? Yeah, the one just been. It was all right. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like a crazy sort of main event. The one before oh, was this one. The that one was before fun. was the one of the best mains maybe ever. But it's like you. What oh, I guess the. Oh, dude, it was hectic. But I mean, I think my, my point is just that you can't really guarantee that racing's going to deliver you like fun and excitement. But hey, we can always talk shit on the internet after it, boys, no matter how boring the race was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, I'll tell you now, I'm, I'm a real good shit talker. That's one thing me and Mertz do a lot of is just talking crap. It's, it's Dude, Mertz crisis, the man dude. for it, bro. It. Yeah, yeah, dude. Honestly, him and like Poto? we played this game called, oh yeah, he's a clown too. We played this game called WGT Golf and we call each other on our phone and we play on our iPad. Dude, we talk the most crap and honestly, as a 20-year-old over here with not too many mates my own age, dude, I thrive off that stuff. Like, dude, banter and stuff is the best thing. It makes the world go round, honestly. It, it's such an Aussie thing and like I think that's why um, I mean me and Sam have been doing you know the Supergross Companion stuff like that's just me and him kind of hanging shit on each other and the vlog stuff we've been doing yeah. is just him hanging shit on me but to me I just think it's so fun like I love that shit I've never it's sick it's awesome unreal yeah nah well we're bringing it back bro we're bringing it back you know what you should do yes, um <laughs> My dog's chewing a bone. That's the noise. Um, have you have you hung out with the Verb crew that much over there, like Wes and stuff yet? No, I haven't. I've seen Verb Moto's back, baby, but they haven't tracked me and Jetson down yet. 
Dude, honestly, man, like I'll I might um message me a number. I'll do a group text with you and Wes. Um bro, yeah. if you wanna if you want some like fun you wanna do some fun shit with like fun people, that's the crew, <laughs> man. Like they're real like they're such good people, man. You guys definitely need to hook up. There there's some cool people over dude. there, dude. It's it's hard when yeah, you're in the sure. it's hard in the position that you're in, man. Like I, I sort of I, I get it with the um yeah. you, you you sort of don't really know who's who and like who's sort of who's cool yeah. and the circle stays pretty tight um but yeah there, sure. there's there's definitely some legit guys over there and the verb boys you guys could do some fun stuff with them that's awesome because me and jet just rip johnny all day and like it's yeah it gets pretty bad sometimes <laughs> <laughs> oh i just i love ripping jet too to be honest he's a fun kid to rip on he is it's funny we always rip him like dino at lunch today was ripping him it's pretty funny it's pretty <laughs> historical dude dean can dean can talk shit like really dude really. it's so freaking awesome at reedy's old place in florida dude we get there in the morning we put music on the stereo we dance in the like as a warm-up and <laughs> stupid crap and then we go out and ride and it's just freaking banter it's so good like it's so much fun after the day we're just talking crap and like jet will come in and he'll maybe get he'll be faster he'll have a faster qualifying time than dino and he'll be like so like oh just heads massive top of the world and then dino will go out and in the moto he'll gap him out and Jet will come in and he'll be like, fuck, and he'll be like sitting like pissed and, and stuff and not saying a word. And Dino's like, what? How are you sitting? Like, dude, how, I don't know how you're sitting. Like, you're so butthurt. You sure it doesn't, it's not painful sitting there? And oh, it's <laughs> the, the funny awesome. thing, too, like, the, this is the best part with Jet right now, right? Is like, he can fucking talk the talk on the bike as good as basically anybody. But then when you get back yeah. to the shed and the helmet comes off and he's trying to give you these quick one-liners, it's like, hey, bro, you're still on a 60 compared to these boys. Dude, it's it's so funny because Jetson, like, he kind of struggles to, to like, give, give the one-liners and stuff. Like, he's not very quick-witted. Yeah. So, like, me and Dino were just, like, We'll sizzle him. We'll roast him, <laughs> and obviously, like he'll go out on the bike and sizzle you. A, yeah, yeah, turns to a demon, like, and but it's funny. Just it's like how it is, and it's it, good being quick-witted. Put it that way. <laughs> it'll, uh, but he'll learn it, bro. It, it'll, it'll take him some time. It's like an apprentice on a job site. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Like Dino said, it reminds him so much of when he rode there on the 250 with Burner and Chad. And he yeah. said he'd go out in outdoors and he would whoop Burner, spank him, and he'd be faster than Chad. And they'd come in and just give him so much crap about like being slow and this and that. And he would like said, some days he'd nearly leave there in tears. Like <laughs> just from how much crap he got from Chad and Burner. And it's fed, he said, it's so funny. Like it's such a role reversal now with Jet there and stuff and, and me and him being the older one. So... Yeah, well, that's it, man. Like, it's just old heads, bro. Like, you guys are old heads. Like, that's the same as Twitch, you know? Like, you can give Twitch so much shit, and it's like, you could, you got a semi claim to say it, and then he can just come in and be like, shut down. 
Boom. Just one line, yeah. bro. You know, Shut it's like <laughs> it's just it's this old head shit, man. Like you guys are his OGs, yeah. bro. One day there'll be like some uh, fucking kid now that's on an eighty, and Jed will be doing the same thing. Oh, a hundred percent. It history repeats itself, bro. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I better let you get back to it. Thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll do it again whenever you want. Um, I feel like I feel like you yeah, first. for sure. You, your first appearance on the box we'll have to get it done and uh when you guys come back to oz man i'd love to have you in the studio hell yeah that'd be sick for, i hope dude i hope we can get back for oz x open i hope that's on this year yeah i same, really man. hope things can turn around back in oz and and yeah much love to sando and bailey and hopefully those boys can can make it happen that'd be that'd be unreal yeah no totally agree all right brother i will uh i'll talk to you soon man right, thanks man. thanks so much much love, dude. Take care. Take care. Same, bro. See you, bro.